This is The Playbook. I'm so excited for our next guest. We get so many champions on Office Hours, but this is one of my favorite champions. Two-time World Cup champion, two-time FIFA World Player of the Year, but she's giving back now. She's empowering others with her books, with her speaking, and now she's going to be a superstar on Fox coming up here uh, next year, at the beginning of the year. Welcome to Office Hours, Carly Lloyd. How are you? Good to be chatting. Great to be chatting. And uh, man, you are a, pheno- a phenomenon and you just can't do enough in staying so active after your playing career. You're an owner in an FC team. You literally are going to be a superstar with other superstar celebrities on a new show that really is intriguing to me called Special Forces, uh, The Ultimate Test. And uh, I was curious, you know, I'm always curious why a world champion like yourself would want to participate in a show uh, to what is the purpose for you uh, beyond the branding and the measure, but there has to be something personal of why you would want to participate in a show that really tests your own uh, fortitude, your own constitution. Yeah, I'm really excited for the show to come out. Um, you know, the this show was not a typical reality type show where you're getting craft services and hair and makeup and you're talking to the producers. This was like, basically about trying to survive as long as you could in a very watered down special forces, uh, special ops training course. So the training course was, was 10 days and, uh, there were three ways of, of not making it through. You could either voluntarily withdraw, uh, medically withdraw, or the DSs, the four former special ops guys, uh, which were called the director staff, would essentially ask you to leave the show. Um, so it basically, you know, took you through different types of their training, what it all entailed. And you basically had to surrender yourself to not knowing anything, not knowing when you'd eat breakfast, not knowing when you'd be called upon to do a certain task, um, we were, you know, filmed uh, around the clock, twenty four seven. You know, there was uh, one shower. There were four non toilets. We slept in a tent on a cot. We basically had, you know, three pairs of uh, underwear and bras with us. And uh, you went out every day, and you had no idea what you were getting yourself into. And I think what was really special about it is that we all formed such an amazing bond together. I didn't know any of the other 15 celebs and it was raw. It was authentic. Um, and, and you really got to know a lot about yourself, about others. Um, and so I didn't really know exactly what I was going in for. I, oh, I always know I want to, you know, evolve myself and, and grow as a person. And I looked at this as another challenge Um, but I came away with that, you know, really, uh, kind of figuring out more about myself and and what I was made of. And, you know, it was very therapeutic, I think for everybody involved, um, just an incredible opportunity and super glad that, uh, I was able to, to be able to do it. Amazing. TJ. 
Carly, awesome to meet you. Um, impressed across the board as every one of my nieces um, and young girls look up to you and what you've done for young girls. So congrats. Excited to see Special Forces. I'm going to dig in on recovery right away because I personally have a cannabis co uh, company that we focus on recovery in a big way. And I'm curious throughout your career and to now, how you deal with recovery as you're overcoming these challenges. How did you get out of that crazy Special Forces training and come back to center? Because it seems like you're always pushing forward comfortably and ready to go. Yeah, there was no uh, ice bass or much recovery going on uh, yeah. <laughs> in that show. Uh, I was lucky enough to maybe get a bag of ice if needed. Um, it was just powering through, which was crazy. But it was not only uh, you know physically draining, it was mentally and emotionally draining too. It was probably the hardest thing I've ever endured in my entire life. And that is me wow. speaking, training for World Cups, training for Olympics. Um, it was incredible. So Obviously I'm, you know, was, was extremely, extremely big on my recovery. I was an avid ice bather, uh, routine massages, eating the right things, hydrating, sleeping, and just doing all those things consistently. Uh, I have to say that's changed a little bit in this post-retirement phase. I miss my one to two, two days a week massages, um, but I'm finding other ways, you know, to, to recover. Um, I am, you know, partnered with uh, Charlotte's Web, CBD Medic as well. So um, I've got, you know, a lot of the, the topical creams that I use, um, even some of the gummies as well. And yeah, it's just uh, the recovery bit is a little bit of a, a different look for me these days. But um, I'm, I'm still doing my bit to, to try to stay, you know, fit and healthy. Very cool. And good to be using those CBD brands. They're friends. I'm going to send this your way after. It's a recover stick that you can stir into a drink. No calories, no sugar. So you're able to put it into literally anything and hopefully help where I can and share with some of your friends. Nice. Excited for it. Thank Coming you. your way. I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> Sir Darren. Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I wrote a book called Until I Become about overcoming adversities and failures and challenges and setbacks. And I noticed in your biography, I was reading a little bit of research on you before, we started in this interview. The interesting thing is, is that how do you, to inspire a lot of people who are watching this show around the world, how do you as a professional athlete overcome the mindset of adversities and challenges setbacks? There's lots of people younger right now watching you that want to get into sports or have kids that want to be in sports and their kid, the mental toughness, that mindset. So how do you, if you were to share some of the things, how do you deal with adversities and setbacks and challenges when they arise in your life? Well, you know, my journey was never easy by any means. And, and I felt like the more success I had, the harder it became. And it was really all about life testing me and testing all of us. You know, I think each and every day you're tested with so many different things that come your way and it's how you respond to them. Um, you know, I was pushed to, to find out what I was made out of, um, made of, you know, for, from so many different setbacks, challenges, failures, um, and it taught me, you know, a lot about myself. It taught me how to deal with failure. It taught me to believe in myself. It taught me how to, you know, work even harder and, and compete against myself. But I think, you know, successful people have just a different perspective on failure. I think there's a lot of people that, you know, are, are so fearful of failing or fearful of, you know, not uh, attaining uh, to something that they, they want. Um, but successful people, they strive to succeed like everyone else, but they understand how important failure is to the process and also they embrace like, it. Does it also feel like organized chaos behind the scenes sometimes? Uh, I mean, some, 
times. <laughs> I, I think that you, you just have to have a an even keeled headspace about it um, and just keep getting back up again. And so, you know, for me, failure was always feedback. It was an opportunity to learn, grow and propel you forward. I mean, I didn't I didn't win or I didn't, I didn't, uh, learn from all the wins in the championships. You know, I learned and I grew as a person and a player from all of the challenges and, and the setbacks. So, you know, what, what I would say is you have to just embrace it. You have to embrace it, navigate through it and, um, know that you're going to come out on the other side of it better if you just tackle it head on. How do you deal with somebody who thinks that they're not good enough? Somebody watching right now says, you know, I'm not good enough. How do you overcome that? I think that even the best of the best have that. You know, I had that. You know, I, I, I can't sit here and say for 17 years of my professional career, I always believed in myself. But you somehow kind of are in that dark space where you don't believe in yourself or your confidence dips and, and you're at a low point and you have to figure out a way to get out of that. And I think that it's a healthy thing knowing that everybody goes through so many different emotions and it's not a, it's not a bad thing. Um, I, I think that that's what makes all of us human, you know, no, nobody is a machine, nobody is perfect, but the belief that you have to have in yourself has to be so much stronger because no one else will believe in you. And when, you know, people are doubting you or when, you know, in my case, if I was benched and I didn't think a coach was really believing me, the belief in myself had to become so much greater for me to be able to, 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 to get back out on top and, and to prove people wrong. But I would say that, you know, you have to individually and internally love yourself believe in yourself and be comfortable in your own skin. And, and once you have that, then that just helps you along the process. But if you're constantly doubting yourself and, and you're picking yourself apart and, and you don't really internally love yourself, it's going to be impossible for anyone else to, to really help you get out of that. So that could be reading self-help books or studying other people or following other people. But as much as you can, you have to believe in yourself and you have to be positive. Oh, amen. Yeah, really great stuff, Carly. I mean, you are a true, uh, she's a true all-star. I mean, two yeah. gold medals, two World Cups, two-time uh, FIFA um, Player of the Year. It's just amazing. It, you know, my question's kind of a following question. I mean, well, first off, like, where do you go from here? <laughs> uh, it, you know? Um, What's next? But, but really, you know, um, what I think about, because I was reading, like, in 2003, you almost walked away from the sport. And it really made me think of and brought me back when I founded my company, National Business Capital, 15 years ago. I had my house on the line, credit cards, 401k. I went right in the 0809 recession, and, and I almost quit. And someone said to me, who was a really awesome entrepreneur, because I was really struggling, I didn't know what to do, and um, I'm like, what do I do? And he said, you know, right now um, in Dubai, people are fleeing the country. There's more Lamborghinis and Ferraris at the airport, because yes. if you didn't pay your obligations, your debts, you, you uh, get arrested. And, um, and his friend was dying of cancer. And he said, you're not going to jail, and you don't have cancer, you'll figure it out. What a great country you live in. If you can't pay some credit cards, you'll figure it out, and, and, um, and you don't have cancer. And like that was like this epiphany to me. And anytime where I'm going through a struggle, 
I say, well, I'm not going to jail, and I don't have cancer, and that pushed me through <laughs> so many things. You know, it's yeah. a, and you can always drop your car off at my house. Yeah, and I'll, <laughs> yes, yeah, and I'll drop mine. I'll make sure it's nice and clean too. Um, but you know, like I just, I love hearing these stories because, and, and seeing these things because I think about if I would have just threw the towel in, so many things wouldn't have happened, and if you would have threw the towel in, Carly, in 2003, like two gold medals, two World Cups. World Player of the Year two times. Like, imagine all those things that would have happened. I'm just curious for you, because I think this will resonate with a lot of people. Like, was there an epiphany for you? Did someone say something where there was just this shift and you said, you know what, F it, I'm just going to dial in and, and make it happen? Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody, everybody in the world is struggling with something, and, and some more than others. And you have to really, you know, kind of put life into perspective you know, and, and be grateful for what you have and, um, your family and friends around you that, that everybody is healthy, but th that's what I always try to do. You know, if I'm getting annoyed with something or, you know, complaining about something, I, I suddenly kind of just bring myself back and say, this really doesn't offer much of a complaint and yeah. doing the special forces show, you know, the, the special, special ops, uh, men and women who go to battle, um, it, it kind of always brings me back to that. Like, you know, I, I'm not in a position where I'm, I'm fighting to, to survive and, and not die. And, you know, whether there's, there's people around the world who are struggling financially or, uh, homeless, um, and so that's kind of what you have to do. Like you said, is just put life into perspective and, yeah. For me, I wanted to quit because it was an easy thing to do, but I was so passionate about soccer and love soccer mm -hmm. that it wasn't really what I wanted to do. And I just had to look myself in the mirror and, and get to work and get myself fit and change my attitude and stop pointing blame at, at, at coaches and teammates and look myself in the mirror and say to myself, you know, what do I have to do? to get to this next level. And that was just taking accountability and putting in the work. And once I kind of figured that out, the rest was history. You know, it, it stayed with me forever and, and I continued to learn and grow and evolve. And um, I think you, you learn to appreciate things when the journey is hard and when you're open to actually learning from a challenging situation. I know a lot of people who have challenging situations but they run away from it and they ignore it. And you know what? Then there's more challenging situations that keep coming because life is teaching us all lessons. And until you're open to learning the lesson, it won't go away. Mm -hmm. So uh, I've just learned to, to just tackle things head on and uh, approach it. Like I've approached my career, work hard and stay true to myself, take the long game approach and, It'll work out the way that it's supposed to work out. Carly, I love you because you really uh, are an icon for doing your best, learning lessons, and having fun. And uh, the result being, the outcome being, being the best in the world. Uh, the most surprising thing for me, uh, Carly, is that you know TV's TV, and I get mm -hmm. blessed to do this stuff, and you know it's recorded, etc. I wasn't expecting Carly to tell me that 
it literally was the ultimate test. Yeah. Special, like, yeah. like, you know, TV's TV. It's like, come oh, on, yeah, it was Mike right. Piazza, like, right. sitting around, and, you know, then they made it look like he was that tough or whatever. But, well, Curly probably kicked his butt. I know him pretty well. Uh, but meanwhile, we certainly appreciate you uh, and everything that you do, not just as an athlete, but someone who is an icon, especially for my three young daughters, your nieces, our children in general. You are a superstar, and you're... A blessing to this show. I know it wasn't the ultimate test here to be on Office Hours, but thank you so much. Check her out on Special Forces, the ultimate test, self-explained. It was the toughest test she's ever taken. Thanks for joining us.